And welcome, 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 welcome. Hey, it's good to have you here on the program. Tell me your story. Uh, you know me. Uh, we get together uh, at least four times a week, if not more often. This is Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, I need a uh, trim on my beard. My barber's been out of town for a month. So there you go, folks. Um, those of you who are looking at YouTube, you can tell. But if you're not looking at YouTube, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But that's okay. Um, it's great to have you with us. We always have a fantastic program. I always, well, almost always, give you all the information up front. It takes about a minute, minute and a half. But I'm going to spare you for right now. We'll sprinkle throughout the program the uh, basic information about who, what, when, where, how, why of Tell Me Your Story. In the meantime, why don't we jump right into our program? Our program is very, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I tell you, um, I, I could say this is our Easter program because of the subject matter. Well, sort of. Uh, but it's not really. It is a program that is um, universally year-round, and we're going to talk about something different, something new that I've—this is the first time I've heard of this, and I'm excited to find out more about it from our guest. And uh, we're going to find out about what an—now, ladies and gentlemen, you know how I am about grammar and spelling and all of that good stuff. So when you say this, it has to start with A-N, an, because of the next word. And harmonic egg. That's what we're going to be talking about. And harmonicegg.com is the website. And our guest here on the program is Gail Lynn, who is going to tell us all about what the heck a harmonic egg is. Is Gail, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. You know, uh, I'm just curious uh, if it's a harmonic egg. Does it come from a harmonic chicken? <laughs> does Why the, chi does the chicken cross the road? Why exactly? Harmonic egg. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so let's. Uh, you know, we always we always like defining terms. This one's going to be fairly simple because really there's only one term to to uh, uh, define, and that is what is an harmonic egg. Oh, that's a great question. You got a couple hours? Just hey, kidding. we'll give you we'll give you at least one and then more. We'll have you back, I guarantee you. I love it. So um, it is a large wooden structure. Importance is wood. It is a living technology. It has a living consciousness. It's a beautiful structure where people can actually go inside. It is that large. Wow. So I've designed it with sacred geometry. So it has the golden ratio. It has Tesla mathematics. It has some of the consciousness of Edgar Casey, if you know who that is. Yes. Royal Rife. Of course you do. Some of your listeners, I think your listeners would all know who Edgar Casey is. Mm -hmm. And so it has its own consciousness. And so basically when you come into a center, um, there's almost a hundred centers now worldwide, which is insane. I'm wow. so humbled by that. Uh, the, technician will do an intake with you and kind of ask you what you want to work on. And they will escort you into the harmonic egg room where they will recline you in a zero gravity chair. They will have specific lights for what your intention is that day and specific music for what your intention is that day. Recline you in the chair. You're resting beautifully inside this large wooden egg and the music is spiraling around you 360 degrees and the sacred geometric 
um, chamber. It's 40 minutes of music and 10 minutes of complete silence. The silence is where the magic happens, where you integrate, where you are feeling what you're feeling. You're tuning into your own body, your own higher self. You're connecting with source, with creator, with God, whatever word that you might use. And it is just a beautiful experience alone. There's no group healing. We feel that people with group healing, you could be picking up other people's releasing, other people's energies. And the intention is like a prayer where when two or more are gathered, we're holding an intention for you as the practitioner, whereas the person in the egg is holding their intention. And it's a prayer for you and to manifest your greatest life, to manifest the abundance, the joy that, that you're here to experience on this planet. So it's a wonderful experience. I'll, I'll let you interject a question at this point. Well, I'm curious as to uh, why it is wooden. I mean, it's certainly probably one of the cheaper materials uh, to work with in general, uh, but there's got to be more to it than that. And is it a special wood? Yes. So wood, because oh, every piece of wood, every tree has its own fingerprint. We all have our own fingerprint. When you are working with acoustic guitars and violins and, and cellos, we're working with wood. So the acoustics to play the music, it's the best way for me to create the experience that I want with the integrity of people's music, of musicians' music. You get the most integrity of the music. It's not bouncing off of plastic or metal. So I created wood. And yes, it's not an MDF wood where it's all pressed wood and you got cherry and teak and pine and maple because I can hear all those little spirits of the trees talking. So it had to be a solid wood. So we'll use a softer wood. Cherry mahogany is a little bit harder. So the acoustics don't bounce off of it as, as well. However, it's the sacred geometry and the dimensions that really are the key to the inside resonance and that cubic airspace of the harmonic egg. So it is a specific type of wood. It is wood. I think plastic might be actually cheaper, but it would not sound the warmth that we want with plastic or metal. Mm. It, it is very intriguing, and it reminds me of those, um, <clears throat> I think, the terms that have been used, of course, have been uh, like these sensory deprivation, if you will, eggs, where <clears throat> or or chambers, if you will, where Pause, yeah. you might even be in water or salt water or some solution, and you you float. Uh, I would do horrible because I don't float. I don't. I can float face down. Okay, so I would do very well uh, floating face down. Um, imitating death, <laughs> but floating face up. I, my sister, Jeanette, um, who just recently passed, uh, this girl, she could jump in the water and she's on her back and she's floating. And I'm going, how do you do that? Because every time I try, I, I don't know, maybe it's because I get too tense and I, I, my legs start to sink and then the rest of me goes, follows the legs. Um, what about, now you say it's 40 minutes of music, is that correct? Correct. And then it's 10 minutes of silence. Correct. So you're, you know, you're looking at, you know, the standard therapy session, but you're on your own. And what you are talking about here <clears throat> represents for us here on Tell Me Your Story, uh, part of 
what we promote here, here's one of those little pieces that normally we mention at the front end of the program. We promote the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, where we ask people to go within, to listen to that still, small voice. This is that process, isn't it? It is. Um, we well, part really of it anyway. Need to, we need to connect with ourselves. We need to connect with our higher self to find our true path, passion and purpose. And so many people will go into the egg and feel that they get all these messages. I literally have to bring in a notebook. I get so many messages. My little human brain can't remember all that stuff after 50 minutes. I will get download after download after download. And I feel like it's strengthening the third eye chakra. It's helped me with my migraines, which a third eye chakra imbalance that could cause migraines as well as you know, imbalance in the nervous system and yada, yada. So I feel like my vision has improved um, physically and intuitively. And every time I go in, I have a spiritual experience. So I've already worked on a lot of my physical issues mm -hmm. over the years using sound and light therapy. And I tell people we are vibrational beings of light from creator, from God. So we need to heal with sound and light. It's just the, the medicine of the future, in my opinion. Of course, I'm biased. <laughs> but Edgar Casey talks about it as well as before he passed away. He said if somebody could bring and I'll, I'll paraphrase somebody would bring together the spiritual forces of sound and the spiritual forces of light. It would be an amazing modality for the future. And that's paraphrasing from his book, Aura. So I feel like it's such a, an amazing experience. And how many times a day do we sit in silence besides none? We have the phones ringing, the doorbell, the TV, the computer, ding, dong, ding, 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 ding. It's crazy. And some people are very uncomfortable in the silence because they're not used to it. Mm -hmm. But it is mad. And when you get through the process, you see the benefits of sitting in silence. And I learned about it from a German doctor through a white paper who had stated, if somebody listens to calming, relaxing music in order to integrate it uh, more effectively and hold it longer, you would have them sit for six and a half minutes of silence for that reason. And so I did the 10 minutes of silence. Because it takes a minute to acclimate to the silence. And then you kind of are thinking, oh, has it been 10 minutes yet? Are they going to come get me? You know, when, when is my session going to be over? So in that 10 minutes, you're getting at least a good eight minutes of that silence, which is just brilliant. Silence, it's, it's what is interesting is if this interview follows one I did just recently where we talked about the spaces between now, this was probably more dealing with uh, not just the material world, but that's part of the subject that we discussed. And you're kind of talking about the same thing. And, of course, I shared a story in, in that interview in regards to um, <clears throat> an experience that, that I had with, with a woman who, uh, when I, I, was, I was in this van with this group of people, and we were coming back from a, a, a service, a church service of some sort, you know. And um, I just started singing this song. But I was singing it in such a way that I was kind of jamming all of the, the words together so as not to have any silence, you know. And she kind of brought that to my attention. She says... Why? Why are you doing that? You need. You need to let the spaces 
you need of silence. You need to let them come up because that's what emphasizes or makes those sound areas, the areas of sound, more profound. I hadn't thought of it that way. And that's kind of what you're talking about here, where we need to find the silence. How how acoustically silent is this egg? I'm sure it's been measured uh, in terms of decibels. How have you been able to say, I don't know, is, is the right word eliminate sound from the chamber so that there there are no interruptions? That's a great question. Um, let me kind of go forth with, with what you started with. So the space between, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So we don't use any synthesized music because people will try to use synthesized birds, you know, chirping, synthesized flute music. But how do they know when the bird's going to take a breath? How do they know when the flutist... I think that's what you call them. Flutist or flutist, either way. <laughs> yeah, flutist, flutist, right? How do you know when they're going to take a breath? You yeah. don't. You can't synthesize that. You cannot make that up. So it's very important that the harmonic egg does not use synthesized music or nature sounds. We use a lot of nature sounds, but they are true nature sounds that were recorded in nature, by nature. And nature is so healing, and we can learn so much from nature. I have a hard time with silence. I tend to want to talk through the silence and, you know, I get nervous. And so I'll just keep yapping and yapping. But sometimes for emphasis, you have to pause. You need the silence. So to go back to the decibels, we know that at 90 decibels, we can be damaging uh, people's cells. So we don't go above 90 decibels. You cannot come into the harmonic egg center and tell the technician, crank me up. I can handle it. Maybe you can, maybe you can't, but it's going to cause a healing crisis if the music is too loud and start damaging the cells. So we do not do that. The way the egg is designed, there is a gap between the inside and outside skin. So we do have a way to create the acoustics the way that we do, but there's no way to tell if a, if a center owner has a space that a train comes by during a session, <laughs> you're going to hear it. Mm -hmm. Um, some of them have uh, fountains in their office. So during the silence, you hear this gentle music of the fountain outside of the egg. Some of the center owners have a white noise machine because there might be very loud tenants next door. So the silence is different depending on the location you go to, but it's pretty soundproof and it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, if you have tinnitus, it's a little annoying. Yeah. <laughs> the ringing seems a little louder, but Tinnitus, you know, is a condition that could be inflammation. It could be an Epstein-Barr virus. It could be heavy metals. It could be just a physical damage, you know, uh, eardrum or physical damage from maybe riding motorcycles or listening to loud music as a child. Um, it could be a, a kidney um, imbalance or problem or a liver imbalance or problem. So therefore, it's really hard to help people who call and say, can you help with tinnitus or tinnitus, how some people say it? Mm -hmm. um, you really have to bear with the centers and let us do the process of elimination to figure out what is the root cause of your tinnitus. Mm. We are talking with Gail Lynn. We're talking about HarmonicEgg.com. HarmonicEgg.com is the website. We will be linked to it as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, Gail, I wanted to ask how... Uh, 
who initially designed this wooden egg? Uh, uh, and and again, I, I know you've already spoken to some of the, shall we say, uh, preliminary discoveries, if you will. Like, for example, Edgar Casey. I know another gentleman who I uh, had the privilege of narrating the DVD for uh, Royal Raymond Rife's uh, um, uh, Rife Frequency Generator, which is basically dealing with sound, but at different different frequencies and so forth. So who who uh, was the one that uh, um, created this, or what group, or is there a particular company that designed this? Um, I did. You did. Yes. Wow. <laughs> cool. Uh, you know, I had a lot of blockages to overcome. I'm an engineer. I grew up in the Detroit area. Worked in automotive. Worked in telecom. Worked in Hollywood. Um, the culmination of it is quite comical when you look at how creator put me where I, where I needed to be all along the way for the last 52 years. But, uh, I had a mentor who created a light box that I believe he really was the consciousness of Edgar Casey, And he did bring together the spiritual forces of sound and light. I just took it to a next, a next level because he created it in a rectangular box, which the sound didn't really, uh, it wasn't an immersive experience like the harmonic egg. Mm -hmm. um, I'm able to control the light differently. So his was a rainbow colored light bulb. And so I felt like we can, we can be more specific with the colors. So we have specific colors. He also used MP3 files, which I know are compressed and cold and clinical, and they don't express the, the purity of the music of the musician because you cut off the frequencies to make it smaller conveniently to fit on a thousand ipod or a thousand songs on an ipod or mp3 player right our song files are 650 700 megabytes so they have the expression the true expression of the, the quality of the music and then he also had um his speakers um sat beneath a four inch foam pad which was distorting the music to the autonomic nervous system much like binary code, you have one zero zero one one zero zero one, where I felt like the nervous system was like, what was that a one? Uh, no, that was a zero. No, that was a one. And it was very distracting. <laughs> and I found people to come out very anxious and irritated. Mm. So yes, I'm, I'm the creator of it. But growing up in Detroit, I thought women don't invent things. So it was one of the, the challenges I had to overcome. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, congratulations, first of all, and hats off to you, because uh, <clears throat> what I'm loving is a lot of the stories that are coming out now about the contributions that women have made over, uh, less, especially the last century, uh, as we came through the uh, uh, Industrial Revolutionary period, uh, to get us to where we are today. Sp for example, the space program. And so uh, there's a particular movie that uh, these women uh, specifically were the ones that ran the numbers, that were able to do the calculations to help uh, get us, for example, to the moon or to launch the shuttle or this or that. So, again, I think that's fantastic. And I... Uh, you know, I, 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 it's funny because I, I grew up in a family of five women, four sisters and a mother, and then, of course, myself, my brother, and my father. And I always looked at that as a very positive thing, you know, that I, ha I grew up amongst this, this strong feminine energy. And it seems to me that...
until, not unless, but until we as a society, as a civilized uh, species, begin to accept and embrace that feminine energy, we ain't going too far. And it seems to me like this egg, this the harmonic egg that you have created and developed <clears throat> uh, can help to do that. Is, is that a fair assessment that if a man goes in and he's got his own issues, obviously, he's dealing with whatever healing he's looking for, and or a woman goes in there and the man, uh, and I, I've heard this, this is interesting, maybe you can address this a little bit, I'd love your, your observations on this, that men have actually been the victims of not all, but many men have been the victims of this patriarchal um, philosophy and mindset over the centuries. You know, that they're expected to be this way, that way, or the other way, instead of the way that they are. Wow, that's another whole uh, interview, right? Um, I can <laughs> give you my quick assessment of it. Sure. But, I, you know, I, I do believe in, um, you know, the, the way the patriarchal model is right now. I think we had a matriarchal model. I think it was years and, you know, maybe a thousand years ago. I think the women were in charge and I think we abused our power. And I think the the men said, screw this, you know, like the black widow, you know, when it has sex with this male and then uh. it kills it. I think we probably <laughs> did that. Right. Um, so we abused our power and then the men took over and now we have to come back into some balance. It should be gods and goddesses are equal. And so with the harmonic egg, I think it's helping men to come to a better balance and get in touch with their divine feminine. And I do, I mean, including my boyfriend, he's a hot mess sometimes. And he's a <laughs> 22 years military, retired chief petty officer. You know, the government will never do anything to harm us. And he's got his blown out tattoos from the Navy. And he's, you know, he's got his Fu Manchu and he's a biker and he's a tough guy. Biggest heart ever. And I've watched him soften so much over the years. He does egg sessions every week. I think because he he knows I want him to do it. But at this point, with all the pain he's in from all the motorcycle accidents and, and jumping off Navy ships and tearing up his shoulder, he gets so much relief from the pain that he he asks for his sessions now. And But I've really watched a lot of military guys soften. I've had Marines and people and the, the guys in the Army, and I've seen them soften. I've, I've heard... Their relationships are better with their wives, their children, especially their daughters. It is a beautiful thing. And I've really have cried with some of these men. I had one Marine come out. He came in with his wife. They flew from Texas and he came out and he said, I talk to God all the time, but God talked to me in the egg oh. and he's crying. I don't know if I should hug this guy. He's this big burly guy. I don't know what to do. I'm standing there going, um, okay. And I wanted to just give him a big old bear hug, but sometimes they don't feel approachable, but I'm watching them soften so much. And it's just such a beautiful thing. And I, you know, I really am grateful to be a part of the process of that. 
You know, what's interesting is we sent men to the moon, and when they came back, they would be in those uh, uh, modified airstreams, and they would be quarantined for, I don't know, maybe a week, maybe two weeks. They'd be debriefed. Uh, and of course they weren't, you know, we weren't sure back then about any possible contaminants they might've brought back with them and so forth. So they were sequestered. And then once they were deemed to be, you know, safe, so to speak, they were released out into the population. So if you will, we don't do that. I mean, I'm sure you and I would agree. I, we, we, I wish we didn't have to have a military. I mean, it just seems like such a waste of time and energy, although there are certain aspects of the military that I have a, a, a strong affinity for, having never served myself. Uh, and that is the bond that these men and women now uh, develop, uh, leaving no man behind. I've got your six and and, uh, you know, we've got, you know, we are brothers and or closer than brothers and that kind of thing. And then when you're in combat, th that bond is 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 tightened even more. It's solidified even more. But then when they come back. There is no debriefing. There is no sequestering to to work through what they've experienced, which no human being should ever experience. We just throw them right back out into the population. And then we wonder why we have the kind of men and women that we have who are they're actually afraid to share who they really are because they have been trained not to. Correct. It's very sad. And I had one guy who was a military sniper. And during his session, he said his uh, finger was, you know, uh, trembling. And I said, your trigger finger? He said, yeah. And I found out that he couldn't be out in society at all because when he got angry, he wanted to kill people. And I'm thinking, here I am with this guy at the center by myself. And <laughs> so Yikes. Um, but he actually said when he left, he said it felt like the monkey wasn't on my back anymore. Oh. And he's now doing construction work and he's out in society and he's he's enjoying life. And, you know, I mean, that's priceless. Mm. Gail Lynn's my guest. We're talking about the harmonic egg harmonic egg.com's the website which we will be linked to and we hope you will stay linked here on tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and we are talking about uh what do i say uh, an invention a creation a method if you will maybe even more than just a method of philosophy uh, you talked about a lot of elements, uh, Gail Lynn, uh, my guest here on the program, about the egg, the harmonic egg. <clears throat> and um, you talked about, of course, the wood and the sounds. Now, it's interesting, you, you, you made reference to uh, MP3s earlier, and I'm quite familiar. I even interviewed uh, the gentleman who created or developed the MP3 compression, which uh, most of what I do, I save as an MP3. Uh, and because it's on AM radio, you're not really losing anything. But a dear friend of mine said, I will never listen to CDs. I will only listen to vinyl because it doesn't sound as full uh, on a CD or MP3 as it does on a vinyl. And he's right. He's absolutely correct. But uh, you also talked about color, you know, light uh, within. So we're not talking about sensory deprivation here. We're actually talking more about uh, sort of... Um, what sensory assistance, if you will, 
to facilitate that individual's, as you've, devi- as you've defined it, that individual's healing. Correct? Correct. Where where did you um, where did you learn about? I'm curious as to uh, uh, the the background of knowledge uh, on uh, on these particular aspects. Because, for example, sound. We've had Jonathan Goldman on this program many times. Uh, matter of fact, promoting his uh, annual event on uh, 14th of February of each year, World Sound Healing Day. Uh, very familiar talking about sound. Uh, talked about, uh, for example, the Mozart effect. My always, always my first question has always been, why Mozart? Why not Bach or Beethoven or et cetera, et cetera? Uh, we've talked about light. And, of course, everything is and has a vibration. Where did you, uh, where did you first begin to uh, realize that these were important elements and you wanted to share them, find out more, and then share them with the world? Um, in a past life uh, regression with Norm Sheely. Uh, he's a medical doctor in um, Missouri. And so basically it feels like it was around 3000 years ago when I was working with sound in Egypt. So we can go to that woo woo part or we can go to the 3D world today on earth. And I read probably 200 books, if not more. Um, I am an avid researcher. I'm a private investigator and I am a, a rebel. So I feel like I went through and, you know, tried to dispel a lot of, you know, people's works, because if you record, if some people say, uh, you know, listen to the tree music, you know, I plug in this little device and I put the, uh, a probe at the root and I clip on the leaves and I'm playing this plant in, uh, the key of C. Well, how the heck do you know that plant is making music in the key of C? What if it was the key of Z? I mean, we don't know. Mm. So are we really getting the true expression of this? So, oh, I've been doing this for 40 years and all this research. I go, okay. You know, so I try to do a deep dive into everything I do. And so I found some work by a woman named Kay Gardner. She's passed. Um, sounding the inner landscape. And it really resonated with me after about 98 books, I read her book and I wish I would have read it first, but of course I, you know, how the universe works, you, I wouldn't have probably understood if I didn't read it, the 98 books before. Mm -hmm. So she talks about sound waves. So the sound wave of a drum is different than the sound wave of a flute, which is very simple, different than the sound wave of a piano. So, so many people say, oh, I'm going to heal with 528 hertz listening to this MP3 file. Are you really getting 528 hertz if you're listening to a compressed MP3 file? Probably not. So I decided that, you know, if the egg is resonating and vibrating at 900 hertz, which has been measured and tested by dowsers and pendulum uh, experts, and it keeps increasing in, in power, we are using the sound waves of the instruments. Flute music seems to really work with the liver. Drumming seems to work building the immune system, helping to heal bones and physical things. Piano seems to work to balance the autonomic nervous system. And then you add in the colors of the chakras. So our training manual for each of the centers was created by me with all these books in mind, you know, Cindy Dale and her chakra work and the subtle energy bodies and Edgar Cayce's work and Royal Rife's work. Now, Royal Rife was brilliant in his time. Mm -hmm. 
he needs to be around to do the same work now because cancer is not the same cancer. It's not the same frequency as it was in the thirties, forties, fifties, parasites and viruses, they've been mutated. So those frequencies that he identified using his universal microscope and staining the cells and finding what, what kills each thing. I believe that it's more advanced. Now we need another Royal Rife to identify the current mutations of these viruses and cancers and bacteria. So using the instruments and the sound waves, using the body's innate ability to heal. And with the sacred geometry that I have, the, there is an EG, um, an EG, EGGF, I should say. So an egg field, and then there's the human field. So the human goes into the egg and gives off a field, a frequency and energy. The egg has its own egg field or energy field, and they start to interact together in that resonant chamber. And then the egg can see there's an imbalance in this human field. Let's work on it. Let's play together. And so I feel like the egg has its own uh, organic energy, and it has a memory and an intelligence. So the more people that go into the egg, the more information like a self-organizing system the egg has to identify oh we've seen this before this was in the peru egg this was in the Asheville, north carolina egg and they connect to each other on a a matrix that's like a living consciousness and it blows my mind it's beyond my um pay field pay grade (laughs) So I've been hiring scientists and doctors and saying, okay, tell me more about what this is doing, but there aren't any tests. How do you test these kind of fields? How do you test an innate intelligence? How do you test? There's no machine on the planet that can test this. Mm -hmm. So it's been a series of books. It's been a series of downloads, um, past lives. I think just a culmination of everything. And then the right people just show up for me. And all of a sudden I'll be in the grocery store and I meet this person and they're, Oh, I do this, this, and this. Oh my gosh. They just show up. It's been flowing. uh, Like we've talked about in the beginning before you recorded, let it flow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gail Lynn's my guest and we are Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's really a pleasure to have the creator of the Harmonic Egg with us. HarmonicEgg.com is her website. Gail Lynn is her name, and and um, uh, I, I am fascinated. I had the opportunity uh, some years ago to interview, oh, I love the name of his occupation, the Acoustician for a theater here in Santa Barbara called the Granada Theater. I've been in in there many, many times since it was upgraded and refurbished. And he shared with me, of course, how they went in there and they uh, did all of their acoustical tests. And I would look at the walls of the the, uh, Granada Theater and they have these tiles. They're probably, I don't know, maybe a foot or two and a half feet by uh, square, a foot or two foot square. And I'm the kind of guy that is always looking for patterns. And I'm looking at all the tiles and there's no pattern. What, why isn't there a pattern? There should be. These are tiles. They're all made the same, but they're not. They're all a little different and so forth. And what he told me was they ran tests in almost every spot in the theater. 
and designed the tiles in the positions they are in for optimal acoustical expression, if you will, from the stage. Then they also included uh, these giant curtains that would cover the panels uh, for other types of events and that kind of thing. But that's what he told me. He says, we went through this whole process. So I'm curious about the process you went through for um, uh, acoustical, do I want to use the word <laughs> perfection within the egg? Um, great question. I call it the acoustical integrity. There we go. Um, and, but I think the egg is perfect the way it is. And I think it's because of the sacred geometry. But I do, I interview the musicians. Um, do they have a high heart energy? Are they, you know, doing the, are they recording the music for the right reasons? Is it for greed of money? Or is it really to help heal the planet or heal the people that listen to their music? Um, there's beautiful music that's not mastered or composed correctly. So you might not hear it with the right integrity that the egg needs. Um, it has to be mastered and recorded properly. It has to have the right energy of the musicians. I actually have coached and consulted with musicians to hold a space of unconditional love. Now, there is no conditional love. I, I get that. But unconditional love, not of their ex-wife or ex-husband or ex-spouse or someone they used to love. But I tell them, think of a place of beauty, the land or a fur baby because that is the mo most unconditional love. So they can hold that space. So while they're playing the music for the egg, I'm asking them to hold the space of unconditional divine love. So that comes through in the music. I've actually used some um, musicians recordings. I've spoken to them and um, you know got their permission to use some of their CDs. But I will tell you, it's interesting how I can listen to one of their CDs and then another one doesn't work in the egg. It's almost like their energy was off that day. Mm. And so I feel like I, I'm not great at tuning in. My ears are getting better. I can tell between an MP3 file and a WAV file now. But I can I know what the egg likes. I know what the egg needs. And over the over time, some of the music actually doesn't work anymore because the egg has raised its vibration. The planet has raised her vibration. Clients and humans have raised their vibration and some music we've actually pulled. So I don't ever want anybody to say, well, I've done so many sessions. I, I've just tapped out. I, you know, it doesn't benefit me anymore. That's never going to happen. Mm. But you, Gail, you know, you're, you're starting to scare me because you're, you're talking about the egg like it's a it, like it's a living thing, like it's a has a consciousness, or does it? Or does it? <laughs> what if? What if? Uh, I think his name was Prigonier. It was a French guy um, in the seventies who talked about self-organizing systems. You have Ray Kurzweil, the age of spiritual machines. You have the wood of the egg being, you know, a living uh, energy, a natural energy. Um, I can't tell you the amount of stories. I, I can't tell you the amount of people who will actually thank the egg when they leave. It oh, blows wow. my mind. Now, I'm, I'm from a blue collar environment in Detroit, Michigan. I'm just a little Detroit girl with a, a father who said, when you die, that's it. Nothing happens and you're done. And now he's around me all the time and I have a better relationship with my dad since he's passed than I did when he was alive. 
Mm. So I come from, you know, an environment that was very pessimistic, um, very negative, very judgmental. So this blows my mind on so many levels. And it's like, why me? Why was I chosen to, to bring us through? Wow. That is pretty darn cool. I love it. I love it. We're talking with uh, Gail Lynn, and we're talking about the Harmonic Egg. You say there are um, approximately 100 facilities across the country that are available for folks? Across the world, yes. Across the world. Wow. That's, that's even uh, more sparse than I thought. But we'll find out more about that as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, Gail Lynn is my guest, the creator of the Harmonic Egg. HarmonicEgg.com is the website. And uh, I, I am just utterly fascinated by this concept of, the, of this wooden egg. Um, when you are... And I... I, I, I don't want to make any assumptions here, but by the same token, um, each egg is built individually. And do you exclusively build them or have you trained people? Because it seems to me, and you kind of alluded to this um, a, a few moments ago, that like when one is in the kitchen cooking and is in a particular mind and emotion set. The food is going to taste a certain way, i.e. my grandmother's, my God, my grandmother used to make the most amazing tamales. I have searched high and low for them and can't find them anywhere. Well, it's because there is one ingredient that only my grandmother could incorporate. So I'm curious about these eggs when they are constructed, when they are assembled or built, or for that matter, even when the wood is chosen. The, obviously, you, you must go and get the trees permit. I mean, this may sound strange to some folks, but let me tell you, uh, I do the same thing even when I'm trimming a tree to get the tree's permission and just say, hey, look, you know, I'm not hurting you or anything and we're here for you and blah, blah, blah. So what's the process that not just you go through, but the people who help you to put these eggs together and, and place them and so forth and so on. There's, man, that's got to be an incredible energetic process. It's tough because we're human, right? Mm -hmm. So um, our brand attributes are love first, integrity, reliability, and community. I've created a divine feminine matriarchal business model of cooperation, Competition is not going to work anymore. The future of business is going to be cooperation, the divine feminine matriarchal business model, right? And mm -hmm. so everybody on my team, I give them pep talks. I know they think I'm crazy, you know, because we're always talking about love and community and we're not talking about revenues and bottom lines. And, you know, we're talking about how do we be of service to our, our communities and the money will just come. So I actually tell people, do not touch a part of the egg if you can't be in love. And so some of the eggs have to be cleared because, you know, we're, we, we error, we're human. So sometimes someone will have a bad day. Well, I just assume they don't come to work, but you can't do that. You got to make money for your family. Right. So we'll have to clear the energies. Um, so I have manufacturers in USA, Canada, Europe, and 
we're training some people in Thailand and looking at Australia for manufacturing and everybody gets the same speech from me. When you handle the parts, they need to be handled with love and you need to know what this is doing uh, for people's quality of life. And most of the people, I should say all of the people that are involved with the harmonic egg do understand how much, how many thousands of people are being affected in a positive way from the harmonic egg. So they live in joy to be able to be a part of this to make such a big difference. For the permission of the wood, I've been to the Redwood Forest, to Mirror Woods Forest in California, you're in Santa Barbara, it's a lot further uh, north. But, you know, I, I do talk to the trees. I have trees on my property I talk to. And I do, if I, if I cut a piece of kale off of my kale plant, I ask permission and then I give thanks that it's gonna nourish me um, and it's there for nourishing me and I give gratitude. So love and gratitude goes a long way on uh, and being the, in the earth plane as a human. And I was in the Mirrorwoods Forest and it says, you know, big sign, do not take anything out of here. You know, you could be banned from national forest for the rest of your life. So, but the tree, the trees asked me one day to take a, a, a small branch that had fallen off to take it, to, to have the energy in my home. So I, you know, I slid it up my sleeve and my boyfriend's like, you're going to get banned from all the national forests forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rebel. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would not take anything that I didn't ask from the land. And so this, this uh, stone behind me here, this Labradorite, um, this land asked for it to be here. So that's why it's here. Mm. Well, we have with us Rebel, Gail Lynn. We're talking about her creation of the Harmonic Egg, and uh, we're going to continue doing so right here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and one of the things that is so interesting to me, and you, you alluded to this, and I, 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 you probably know of this individual. I learned about this individual uh, through reading the uh, My Metaphysical Primer, autobiography of a yogi, which I've probably read several hundred times uh, over the last 40 plus years. And uh, of course, I also found out that uh, it was the only book that was on the iPhone of Steve Jobs, which I found so fascinating. But the gentleman I'm talking about developed a device called the Crescograph. Uh, this scientist, this Indian scientist's name was Jagadish Chandra Bose. And he developed this crescograph to measure what's the equivalent of the blood pressure, they call it the turgor pressure, of plants to prove that they do feel and that very likely they do have a consciousness. And so what you do when you get some kale off of your kale plant, or uh, you, you get the permission of a tree, you're dealing with a sentient creature, if you will, or being. And I know that a lot of people think that's absolutely insane. Uh, but uh, some of the inventions that man has come up with over the centuries have been pretty darn insane, let me tell you. Uh, going to the moon? I don't think so. Uh, and that's just that's just a, a, a very real material aspect. And then there are those, ah, uh, oh, we never went to the moon. It is a sound stage. 
fine. You believe what you will. Uh, all I know is that it is uh, it is with the, the uh, our imagination, uh, Gail, that we do create, and nothing is created out of a vacuum. That it is always from something that came before. And then what we do is we take some of the bits and pieces of those ideas and create something that no one ever thought of creating. Or um, uh, we we maybe we innovate. You know, it's like with the automobile, just as a, an example in the last century or so. I mean, look at the first automobiles and look at the ones we have today. Not even close, even though they still do exactly the same thing, get you from point A to point B. Um, has there ever been, uh, I'll call it a technology like the harmonic egg, as far as you know, that has done the kind of work and I know you mentioned like 3,000 years ago in Egypt and so on and so forth. Uh, but uh, in our modern times, say in the last century or two, has there any, been anything close to this? Or, or did you already kind of go through that with people like Royal Raymond Rife and what he was doing then with what was then? I think so. I think there's a lot of technologies out there. Um, there's a lot of pods out there. They're made out of metal or plastic. Mm -hmm. um, there's the Soma Dome. There's the float tanks. There's um, a lot of things. And I think we're coming into the um, solving the problem that people are just tired of invasive medicine and pills and shots and, and they want something non-invasive. So now we're hearing more about these med beds. Everybody's all the, all the rave is the med beds um, that are going to just, you know, grow your limbs back and cure everything in a matter of moments. I'm not sure about that. I feel like we're going to see a lot of energy medicine devices. We don't want them to be regulated um, because we want the cream to rise to the top and for people to find what works for them. And so I feel like we're going to see more of these modalities. And I, I think because of nature and our soul beings and how we're all connected by one divine source, we have to be very discerning about who is the inventor of these devices, what karma do they have that could be maybe transferred to you. You've done some interviews, I think it was uh, Judy Lemon, where she said these healers are so dangerous. They're not doing their work. And they're, they're I think she said, spewing all their stuff all over to their clients. And I've created the egg to be a consistent and repeatable living consciousness. It's not going to have a bad day. It's not mm -hmm. going to get divorced. It's not going to lose all its money in the stock market. It's not going to get, you know, cut off by a, a bad driver. And so when you go to these healers, you have to be discerning. If they're having a bad day, probably just ask to reschedule because you're going to pick up all their stuff. We're humans. We have bad days. There is not a human I know on the planet. And I'm sure they, they walked to this planet at some point where they were perfect and they could be neutral 100% of the time. But many of my clients have come in over the years and said, I picked up my healer's anger. I picked up my healer's sadness. I picked up my healer's, you know, disease even. And so the egg is a bit of a healing the healers and helping people to heal. But, you know, that's what I've seen as the problem is people are just tired of, of this modern medicine of taking a pill. We are now needing to learn to listen to our bodies and to be our own healer. And this is where listening to one's inner voice, still small voice, comes in, doesn't it? 
Yes. I learned 35 or so years ago about um, a technique that actually trains you to, uh, after a period of time, almost do this automatically uh, called kinesiology or muscle testing. Uh, I remember the woman's name, uh, Carol Kepler. And uh, she, I remember when she first taught me, she says, okay, take your one hand and uh, make a circle with your thumb and, in, and, and index finger. Then loop your other hands, index and thumb. Uh, and then you, the way you test it to make sure that, you know, you're on is yes and no, you know. And, uh, of course, there was also another method where you'd lean up against the wall and uh, you'd press and then your arm would just, we used to do this as kids in school. I kid you not, just just for fun, for playing around. And the arm would automatically just go up. It would just go up. Uh, and I know that it was probably, what, I, I forget what the name of the, the thing is. But anyway, and then, of course, if you have your arm out, uh, yes, the arm would stay. St they couldn't push the arm down. No, and the arm would go down. And you go in the grocery store and you'd ask the question, should I, should I get this? And you could muscle test. You could do those two techniques or... Uh, as I say, as you become more and more, you use it more and more, it just kind of, it becomes second nature to you. You just know that you know. Um, and I guess that that's where you are today, is that you don't have to ask the question. I do this when I'm driving even. I'm coming up to a fork in the road, and I just, okay, go this way. Uh, because it, I know this sounds bizarre, it just feels right. Now, I've had situations where neither direction felt wrong both directions felt right and so it's like my ego mind personality could choose i let my ego in and okay have some fun you know enjoy uh you know and make it happy <laughs> that's, that's i love it i yeah muscle chest testing i do the tilt testing but i've also taken I've taken classes in um, remote viewing, um, pendulum work. So yes, I just know that I know. I've tuned into source energy um, pretty intuitively now. And I think it's the muscle and it's not something that people don't know. I believe everybody can do this, but it's a muscle that you need to develop and you need to practice and you need to practice just like training for a marathon. Um, but I do the tilt testing with, uh, with muscle checking. And, um, I've noticed over the years, it's, it's very dangerous because people will say, well, do I need this? I get it. And you get a yes. And so they start taking all these supplements, but they don't say, do I need this with this, 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 and this, that would be a no. Do I need this inside the capsule or do I need to take this probiotic out of the capsule so that it gets down to the stomach acid, survives the stomach acid and gets to my colon. People aren't asking the right questions. I had a girl that worked for me and she would water the plants with muscle checking. Do you need water? The plant would say yes or no. So she, you know, is that enough water? Yes or no. And one day the plant was clearly dying. And I said, why are you not watering this plant? Well, it's saying it doesn't want water. So I carried the dead plant outside and noticed a spider web in there. The spider was saying, don't give me any water. So people are not doing muscle checking very thoroughly. Mm. Um, some of my center owners will want to muscle check for what colors the, the client needs. I advise them not to do that. 
Because a lot of them will say, do they need red? Yes. Well, if they said, do you need orange? Yes. Yellow? Yes. Green? Yes. Well, what's the highest and best? And so you need to be really specific if you're going to play with this muscle testing for any kind of important things. Now, if you go to the grocery store, do I need an apple or an orange? It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Eh, they're both good. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Gail Lynn, my guest, and we're talking about the Harmonic Egg. HarmonicEgg.com is the website that we will be linked to here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and uh, we are talking about a... Um, I guess you could call it a new technology. It's actually old because it incorporates so many uh, uh, modalities within it to facilitate one's healing. Um, now, did you say you are here in Santa Barbara? No, you are there. I am in Santa Barbara, yes. <laughs> I'm in Denver. You're in Denver, okay. Um, what are some of the, 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 do you know some of the states in which some of these uh, eggs are available for people? I, I think you mentioned someone came from Texas, I'm guessing, to Denver. There are now uh, two, three eggs in Texas, near San Antonio, near Austin, and near Dallas. Okay. There's uh, several in California. I think they're all north of you though. They'd be in Penryn, Westlake Village, Thousand Oaks, um, Modesto, Castro Valley, that kind of those areas. Mm -hmm. They go from California to New Jersey and then the Netherlands, uh, England, Peru, New Zealand, um, Denmark. They're, they're, it, it blows my mind that people were lining up to buy a large wooden egg. And can an individual buy the egg, or is this available only through, shall we say, practitioners such as yourself or facilitators? We do have um, somewhat financially wealthy people that have them in their homes. Um, so there will be a new technology that comes out that will be more um, for the masses, for their homes. Um, that's in process. Uh, it would be more of a maintenance, you know, what you would do between your egg sessions. But I, I look at the egg as a more of a professional commercial use mm -hmm. um, to help. And then it's affordable to the masses. And I know that that's a real concern for a lot of folks in that regard. It's like, boy, I would really love to, but I just don't have the wherewithal. And, of course, now with the uh, – I'm going to call it the specter. I, I, uh, I, I am a person who is of the uh, glasses half full uh, uh, philosophy and, um, uh, and so forth. And uh, although I'm still questioning – what is the glass half full of? That's that's what I want to know. Not that that's all that important, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, you know, because everybody is now in this mode of um, they're 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 in this this philosophy right now of lack that there's not enough, you know. And uh, of course, I've always said there's always been more than enough. It isn't about whether there's more than enough. It's about the distribution and uh, who's controlling the distribution of whatever it is that, that you want. Um, uh, you know, I just heard as of this program that you and I are involved in here, this conversation, uh, fuel prices here in the States are starting to go down again. It's like, yeah, that's what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Things go up and they go down and they go up. It's the cycle of things. 
But I want to ask you, in regards to the cycle of things, your particular perspective and philosophy on dualism, because we've had more more than uh, two or three or four dozen conversations with our guests about this aspect of dualism, which for a while I fought with, I struggled with. I'm going, wait a minute, the ancient wisdom teachings tell us where we come from, the one, and where we're going to, the one. Then why are we in this dualistic world and so forth? And then I began to take a look at the mac- macro cosmic world out there in the universe. Stuff happens out there, right? There's no judgment. There's no dualism out there. And on the micro cosmic level, the same thing. But here where you and I live, for some reason, we seem to think that oh, it's good or it's bad. And I love the Chinese uh, uh, story about the farmer and his son and the neighbor who comes over uh, every day and asks, so how things going? And, you know, the, the, the farmer explains what happened. Oh, that's bad. Well, who's to say whether it's good or bad? And the next day, oh, that's good. Well, who's to say whether it's good or bad? And I've come to this conclusion, uh, Gail. It just is. It's neither good nor bad. It just is. It's just the way. It's like floating down that river. If you go to the left shore, you just it just is. You go to the right shore, it just is. You go through some rapids, it just is. And it's, it's our ego mind and personality that distracts us and makes us think that it's good or bad. How does the egg help with that? I think that the egg is helping to neutralize people, to make them more neutral, to have less judgment, to release trauma that has caused people to, to define good and bad. Um, is murder good or bad? Well, what if you had a soul contract with somebody and that was your soulmate that murdered you because that's what you wanted to experience in this lifetime. So we can't judge. And oh, trust me, I came from the most judge, judgmental, critical mother on the planet. And I still am my mother. And I have to really be you know, careful because mm-hmm. I had so many years of programming of why is that lady? Why is she wearing that? Why is they doing? Why are they doing that? It was so crazy. So there, I don't believe there is any good or bad. It's neutral. And um, I, my favorite saying is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So when you said it just is, it is what it is. And money is energy. You know, I'm trying to track what you said. You know, I'm right, making some notes here. Um, money is energy. Yeah. So you attract energy. And I tell people, don't ever give a lot of free sessions to people because it has to be an exchange of energy. So they have to pay something. Otherwise, they don't appreciate it. And it's not an exchange of energy. If somebody does something for me and and I take my time, I want to, you know, I can pay with an exchange of energy or they can pay me with their time. There has to be an exchange of energy. There has to be balance, just like nature. I have a tree growing outside and everybody keeps trying to stake it because it's growing like this. Like literally it wants to grow this way. Well, who are we to judge that it's not, it's, it's life's perfect purpose is not to grow this way. And if you're not on video, I'm saying it's like at a 45 degree angle to the South, it wants to bend that way. And everybody comes over, let's stake the tree. We got to hold it up. Why, why do we have to? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, we brought a, uh, an Aleppo pine from Phoenix 16 years ago in a pot, and it was one of our, our Christmas trees, you know, that we would use each year, and it would get a little bigger and a little bigger. Well, finally, we put it in the ground, and it was growing like a weed. I mean, it was going crazy. Obviously, it loved being in the ground. And then one, uh, one uh, 
storm came through and, st and and instead of it being straight up vertical, it was now leaning almost 45 degree angle. And of course, I knew I, I thought, well, I better go and push it up, you know, push it straight up, you know, and I never did. And it started growing out at such an angle uh, and it was leaning in, in, in uh, across this particular path. And um, uh, somebody came along and trimmed it so that it wasn't in the path. But then it started to do its own thing and it's now vertical again. And it's, it's, it's got to be 30, 40 feet tall now. And it righted itself and I knew that it would. Take a look at hillsides where trees are growing. Now, normally you'd think that a tree, as our example here, is going to grow straight out perpendicular to the ground it's in. Nuh-uh. If it's on a hillside, it's going to go straight up, vertical. Yep. Yep. Not, so if it's on a hillside, it's going up vertical. It's not going perpendicular to the, uh, the ground that it's in. Uh, it knows what direction to go, you know? Uh, so, so do we. If we will but listen to that voice within and uh, what you have offered to folks through the harmonic egg, I think is is a, a wonderful tool and an opportunity as well. Who knows? Maybe one of these days, one, one of the things that we are looking at here on this program is taking the show on the road. And that would be a rather interesting experience uh, to, to travel to one of these locations where one of these eggs are. And um, I don't know if, if you could take a, a camera or recording devices in there to, to, to sort of uh, share the experience with uh, uh, listeners and or viewers. But it would be fascinating to, to be there and then, of course, talk to people who have experienced uh, that uh, that wonderful opportunity yeah we've had a uh, journalist uh coolest coast in manitowoc wisconsin she took a camera in there and she recorded what she was feeling and experiencing throughout her session um we've had many journalists and and uh, camera crews come out gaia tv was out um i've been on gaia tv and they recorded a lot of the what's happening inside and client testimonials as they came out. So it's definitely doable. People have done it. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's the whole point of this program is to talk to people who are changing their lives uh, and uh, working towards making this world a better place for everybody, not just a select few. I, I find it fascinating and maybe a little frustrating that there are still so many in this world who don't care about the welfare of the people that supposedly they're there to serve. And when I say the words, when I use the word serve, uh, it's in the context of the corporations and the companies and even, even the small businesses where it's like the economy is the most important thing in our civilization. You got to be kidding me. And I hear about how uh, this country, for, for example, was supposedly founded on Judeo-Christian values. Well, one of them is that you worship God, not mammon. But we're worshiping mammon because we're going after the money. 
And uh, by the way, you you alluded to uh, one of uh, what I like to call one of the universal laws, and that is the universal law of exchange. There is always, always, always an exchange. You can't escape it. But it doesn't mean that the exchange is going to be in the form that you think it might be. I worked for a Christian radio station for 15 years. My salary doubled in 15 years. All right. Uh, and a lot of the people that would come work that I would train, they always would, they would say, oh, you guys don't pay me enough to do this or that or the other thing. I said, well, I'm sorry, but that was in the job description when, description when you were hired. I could have gone down that road, but I began to realize that I was getting more from that job, that opportunity, than just the paycheck. And here I am today, and I'm... I'm real excited that I went through that particular part of the river. Uh, it taught me a lot. And um, so I, I, I applaud you for the work that you are doing. And I thank you so much for being with us here on the program. Thank you. And I agree. The um, nourishment of the soul is sometimes more nourishment than for your wallet. Absolutely. Gail Lynn is my guest, and you're listening to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host of uh, Tell Me Your Story. We're talking with Gail Lynn, the creator of The Harmonic Egg, and uh, HarmonicEgg.com is the website that we will be linked to with this particular uh, broadcast, podcast, videocast. And uh, Gail, I, uh, I thank you so much for giving us so much time here on the program. Uh, this is just absolutely, I said this to one of my guests before, and I'll, I, I probably will use this for some time to come. Uh, it's been quite a blessing to get to know you and the work that you're doing. Uh, I, I, it's not that I want to come across as a, a yes person for you or I'm promoting uh, or like this is an infomercial. But what you have to offer is just, you know, it's extraordinary. It's something unique and different that uh, has not been offered uh, uh, to the general public, uh, you know, for, for I'd say quite some time. And I'm, I applaud you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Some people call me courageous, but it's just like, this is what my thing is. This is my path. This is where I know I'm supposed to be. And for the most part, it's been easy. Yeah. Yeah. You and me both. You and me both. Um, I do have three final questions that I'd like to ask you before we wrap up that I ask all of my guests here on the program. But before I do that, let me talk to you, the listener and the viewer of Tell Me Your Story. I thank you for uh, watching and uh, tuning in to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices. To help make your dreams come true, we are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and 9 a.m. on Wednesdays for our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. And we stream live at those times at richarddugan.com. We have podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. We are on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And I hope you'll subscribe. Uh, not for my benefit in terms of increasing the number of subscribers, but for yours so that when you subscribe, every time I post a new video or audio file, podcast or videocast, you get notified that there's a new program to listen to, a new guest, a new idea, a new concept, a new philosophy, a new way of living. And I hope that you will do that. We also ask that if you can support us financially, we would be ever so grateful. Uh, we don't uh, use the tactics of Christian radio that if you don't help us, 
God will smite you or we'll have to cancel and no longer do this program. Think again. We'll do this program regardless of support, but your support is always gratefully appreciated. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have and for those who will. We also ask you to participate. Oh, I should say that we have a PayPal account for this purpose, and uh, it's there for your security as well as ours. We also ask you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, where we ask you to go within and listen to that still small voice or the divine, whatever it is that you uh, call that. Uh, And um, just lay back, relax, and let the river take you. How about that? Uh, you'll be guided. You'll be guided, and it's going to be a, what a it's going to be a wonderful trip. It really is. Uh, with that, we are now going to uh, go on to our final three questions that we like to bring uh, to each one of our guests. And the first of those is, who is Gail Lynn? That's a good question. Sometimes I wonder the same thing. <laughs> I think, you know, I've always been somebody who's wanted to help humanity, a bit of a rebel and a dreamer. And it reminds me of the uh, Seinfeld episode when Jerry tells Kramer, you're a pod, you're not human, alluding to he's not human. And he said, well, I like to help the humans. (laughs) I like that. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? I want to give people the quality of life that I enjoy with living in love and abundance and joy and happiness and staying out of fear. And I just want people to release the things that keep them from that in their cells so that they can experience um, that love and joy and abundance that I think we're here on the planet to, to, uh, to experience. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Well, I think I'm doing it. I think at the age of 37, I really am blessed and and so much gratitude that I was led to doing this invention, to educating people about how to heal, how to have a better quality of life. And I think I'm on my path and I'm, I'm doing my purpose. Well, we thank you for being on purpose and for being on Tell Me Your Story. And we look forward to talking with you again uh, to see uh, how things are going and and um, hopefully uh, learn more about maybe uh, uh, some tracking methods that maybe you've employed to kind of see how things have been changing in various communities where people are receiving this, uh, this experience. Thank you. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette, I am listening.